Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today I have Claire and Kimberly from Blackbird and Company, and I'm so glad you guys are here today. Thank you, Heidi. Yes, Heidi. Yeah. Now, Blackbird and Company, you guys develop uh, language arts curriculum and language arts. I know. I mean, I've been a homeschooler for 20 years. I have uh, worked for schools that work with homeschoolers. Um, I I've been working with homeschoolers, other homeschoolers for, you know, over a decade now. And I know that language arts is one of those subjects that a lot of people are afraid of. It's, it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's like, okay, I know I use verbs, right. But you know, (laughs) or prepositional phrases that, okay, that's one for me. Okay. Prepositional phrases and all this. And, oh, you know, how do I teach all this stuff when I don't know well enough myself? So I know there's lots of different curriculum out there. Um, how do you make it easier for parents to teach this? Because this this is so important. Language arts is so important. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to jump in and um, share some thoughts. Okay, so the the first thing, the first thing that you know, we we go to conferences. We have people come to the table and say, "I can't teach writing. There is no way that I can teach writing." If you can read an idea, if you read a book, um, um you can teach writing that is that it that qualifies you to be able to teach writing whenever you are going to press in to the art of um just uh editing with a child you first and foremost want to read what they're trying to write and all you have to do is you need to support them in their idea. We all know uh, about capitals. We all know about end marks. We all know um, we all know when there is a run on or a um, or a fragment. The cat. Well, that is not really a complete thought. What about the cat, right? The, the trick to being good at writing is to, is to really focus on the idea as opposed to the mechanics. You never are going to press into a child's, or you shouldn't press into a child's work and say, there's not enough verbs. There's not enough prepositional phrases. Okay, those things, those things will come naturally. What you want to do is you want to try to understand what the idea that is supposed to, that is, that the child is trying to communicate and you want to elevate that idea. So, okay. Okay. So Kim, you're saying that they, you don't want to 
put all the rules on them first. You want to help them develop their voice first. Yes. Yes. The, um, I'm thinking about Claire, I'm thinking about, um, we went through a whole together, Claire and I, she had a group of students and we went through each of their weekly rough drafts, which is, they do a little, um, every week with Blackburn and company, students are writing to a prompt that is sparked by something that happened in the weekly reading. Okay, so they may be reading Flat Stanley and the prompt may be, you know, how would you feel if you woke up one day and you were flat, like Flat Stanley? And um, I remember I remember my youngest son staring at the page and, and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. And all I did was help him get started. Um, Waking up flat would be, and I let him finish the sentence. Once he finished, he said weird and strange. I mean, I still remember it to this day. But once he got that hook, he could write his ideas. So I'm thinking, Claire, um, one time we were going through those paragraphs each week, and every week there would be something different that you would discover in the student's writing. So we wouldn't um, we would never change an idea, right? But we would discover things like one week, it was all compound words. Do you remember that? Like every week, this this one particular child, it was, oh, there's three uh, compound words in here that the child disconnected. So we're like, okay, we're going to fix those compound words. Um we we will look for the obvious spelling capitalization, but we give kids also per, permission to rearrange. We, you know, how many times have we read something that our child writes and we say, um, and we say, oh, you know, um, this this starts here. This first part, that child is just like, ah, uh, not got the speed wobbles. There it is. Okay, make that your hook. So we teach them how to rearrange. Um, if you if your writing program is formulaic and you are saying you have to do, you know, three of these, four of these, five of these, while you're retelling this story that I've told you, there's no creativity. So we we basically it's a paradigm shift. Claire, do you want to jump in here? Sorry, I was kicked off and then I joined back. I'm sorry. I, okay. I've kind of, yes, I've kind of, I kind of lost if I was adding to something. Um, what I, what I, what I heard Kim talking about was an original um, prompt tied to their writing. Every, every section of a book as we're going through asking their personal idea and um, always trying to keep um, that idea keep their idea sacred, their idea. We don't want to change their idea, but we want to add, you know, how, how can we ask some questions, guide them in how they can expand, you know, um, let their ideas flow without having to um, correct in a certain way. I, I think that's what you were, you were talking about, Kim. Is that correct? When you were, yeah. yes. And yes, and all of the things that we desire to teach in terms of grammar, spelling, punctuation, yes. 
capitalization, those things you will be teaching them, but you'll be teaching them the real way through editing. editing. The process yeah. of writing is have an idea, get an idea, write it down. <laughs> and it's always write it down. It doesn't matter if there are misspellings or capitalization that's wrong, write it down. Okay. Reread your idea. So we're modeling the rereading when we sit side by side with a child and we're going to reread what they wrote out loud. Okay. And then we're going to use a red pen. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to fix the capitals and the spelling, but I'm not going to write it for them. That's the danger. Most people and curriculum, there are curriculum that basically, you know, they heavily scaffold so that they're actually doing most of the writing. It's very cookie cutter. Okay. We're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to reread what they wrote. And if there's something that doesn't flow, we're going to say, I don't understand how we get from here to here. And the child will ease, they'll say, oh, da, 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 da. And so write that child, write it right there. Um, they're going to cut off at the end and, and they're going to, we're going to say, well, that's an abrupt ending. I need two more ideas to, to, to flow, things like that. Okay, so reread conference, you might do this a couple of times. And then once they once they do this, they make the edits and they make a polished version. So basically what's different about this and why I believe everybody can do this is because we're we're teaching people to teach their children how to write authentically. This is how real writers write. Real writers do not um do not think about grammar first they do not think about spelling first they do not think about rhetoric even first they just they write and so um we have one little thin 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 manual about half the size of this that is for third grade all the way through middle school all of our guides have instructions within the guides and they are scaffolded just enough to encourage the students to write, write, write. Um, everybody can teach writing. We also are, you know, we make ourselves available on the phone. We offer pages classes so that we can model how to teach writing um, and yeah, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of support for parents. And yeah. that's that's awesome because there's so many people today that are homeschooling that didn't expect to be homeschooling right now. And yeah, it's it, it can be a challenge, especially when you are dealing with a subject that is so foundational to all other learning. If, Heidi, if I could add something too, when Kim was talking, um, I was thinking about when we're teaching and I think we're asking parents to teach, I think we're, we have to drop the, the thoughts of what we were taught to do this. Cause I think we want to make all that correction and those formattings. And we're so concerned instead of just letting them write and letting them know it's going to come. And in the classroom, it's not taught that way. It is that, you know, it's taught to work. You're taught to worry about all those things before you get your first line out, you know, and instead we're asking, you know, let that go right first and then those things will come. So I think that's something we have to just get out of our thinking that we've been programmed um, to do 
you know, um, to be able to write freely. And, um, and I think that's something um, that's really unique about us, you know, to get to that. Yeah, to get to that voice. That, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate that, that you are, are allowing the kids, you know, through your curriculum and, and supporting your families um, by doing that. I, I taught one year in a traditional classroom setting and it was for a small uh, private school. So I thought, oh, this will be just like homeschooling. No, <laughs> unfortunately, these, these kids, um, it was like seventh grade and they were wonderful kids, but they had never been nurtured that way. And I was like, well, what do you, it was like pulling teeth, trying to get their opinions, their thoughts, their ideas out of them. They just kept saying, well, what do you want us to write? Mrs. Christensen we will write whatever you want. I'm like, no, I want to hear you. And that is such a gift to be able to give kids. My, um, my daughter, I have four children and my daughter is the oldest and she went to a major university, um, private university here in California and she was in an honors program. And so she, um, they, they noticed her right away because of her voice, her quirky ability to write ideas in a really interesting way. And so she was hired to be the tutor for the entry-level writing course. Um, so she um, she said, one day she came home and she said, Mom, I can't believe this. These students were given this exceptional prompt. It was so open-ended and interesting. And all they kept saying was, what does the professor want me to say? What should I say? And she kept saying, well, if your interest is science, take the prompt down that trail. And if your interest is music, take it down that trail. What she kept asking, what's your idea? And they looked at her like, what are you talking about? I just want to get an A. And and that's not the point, right? That is not the point. And so, yeah, we really... We really believe that writing um, curriculum has been um, flipped in the wrong direction, and we're trying to we're trying to turn it back and set it afloat. Um, when I, I I I counsel people all the time when it comes to writing, and oftentimes people will say, "Okay, we're going to try your curriculum, but we're going to use this grammar and and this and this and this on top of it." And I say, "Well, that won't work. You have to what Claire said. You have to let go of what you believe, and you have to trust." We we definitely care about using rhetoric. We have four. Um, pieces of our curriculum in at the in the middle school level completely focused on rhetoric but what how we teach it is we're showing how authors use metaphor or you know some of the more advanced tricks that the, that authors use so we demonstrate and then they they then we challenge students to try their hand at that rhetorical device. And so it's constructive instead of, um, you know, we don't want to take language apart and we don't want to overshadow it with, you know, hours and hours and hours in a, in a really tedious grammar book. 
we want good grammar. We want great voice. We want exceptional writing, but that happens over 13 years of one-on-one, -on -one, you know, one-on-one -on -one conferencing plus these applicational pieces. So, yeah, I, I love that you are having the kids read something and then you, it sounds like you talk about it and then they write something. And yeah. so that's that continual discussion. Um, I mean, I really think of reading a book as basically having a discussion with the author. Yes. It, it, it might not, my part might not be written down, although I can't, I can't read a book anymore without a pencil in my hand, but, um, but it's still, it's that back and forth in my head and um, teaching that to our kids to have that discussion and, and that writing. Yeah, that's actually what their journals, so they they complete three, I mean, sorry, six journals over the course of the year, and they basically are taking notes on every book, their ideas, not what I want them to think or what Claire wants them to think. The, um, yeah, and something you said also, um, it it is it is really important that we remember that inside of the book, we believe that there's a teacher. There's a writing coach in the book itself. So, um, you know, wow, look at that sentence. How did the author do that? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 So you do have, your curriculum goes from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Yes. Okay. So what, how does it, how do you go from, from that? I mean, is it, you've talked about different things that you do. I mean, like kindergartners, what are they reading? How are they doing it? Um, you know, cause can I show pictures here? Well, you, you we are doing videos, so you'd want oh, to okay. describe them. Okay. So let me describe this. So, okay. So in kindergarten, they will receive a kit and there's a dozen really wonderful picture books that come with the, with, um, the kit and every week they're learning to journal. And even, you know, at the beginning, they're journaling, um, about some aspect of the story that they've read. And so, the um and so there will be a prompt you know um and uh imagine it's a snowy day we've just read the big snow um imagine that's that it's a snowy day what happens and sometimes this is yes no journaling and you know by the end of kindergarten they're writing maybe a sentence maybe phrases but they're still journaling their ideas um, tied to books. Moving, you know, moving forward, um, how it how we progress forward is um, they're they're writing sentences in the first grade. By the second grade, they're writing multiple sentences. They're composing their ideas. By the third grade, we're writing paragraphs, simple paragraphs that are scaffolded, topic sentence supporting ideas, but we're writing, we're crossing genres. So we're writing narrative, we're writing um, person, you know, personal narrative, we, we're writing how-tos, we're writing journals, all, all different types of writing in those weekly prompts. By the time we get to middle school, um, 
uh, well, I'm sorry. So third, fourth, fifth grade, they're writing more expanded paragraphs. Okay. And they're exploring grammar and building their lexicon. Um, we have an essay unit that we introduce in middle school. It's three units and it's a wonderful, you know, just um, get kids writing their ideas in essay form. So we introduce the form um, and we put it all together. And by the time they get to high school, they're taking notes. They're still journaling over four weeks, a book, taking notes on characters, themes, symbols, and motifs. Okay, they're they're gathering quotes um, tied to those symbols every week, and then they are writing a literary essay. So everything goes together, and we're preparing them for what they will do in college, which is you know really thinking deeply about books. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how that goes. And Heidi, if I can add add to that, like all along the way, what Kim was saying as we're building, so we're building these skills and we're building the stamina in writing, you know, and reading and getting into stories that we talked a lot about, like looking at each child as individual and unique and, and honoring their abilities. And all along the way, starting from kinder, kindergarten, we have just tons of hands-on tools. So it's all those little items of play and getting to an ideas and we're building on that. So it starts with the, with kindergarten, they're having this movable alphabet. They're having those letters. We're having lots of little tins with ideas for them to match with words, you know, and, and touch, touch and feel the item, see the word, you know, spell the word. So we're doing those kind of things. And then those same ideas get carried out to, we have our story maker, which can go through, you know, second grade to fourth grade and how do you creatively write a story and first come up with that hook and along with that comes you know a list of different hooks to choose from and a list of little like um puppets and and things to build the story you know and um those things that are hands-on that can help that child who maybe takes a little bit longer with reading or language or putting those ideas together how do you make that and come up with that and we're and then you we've talked about those parts of things like you know um the verb and the adverbs and how you, you know, come up with that. And we've provided these beautiful, um, these beautiful tools of, you know, a whole deck of cards that has, you know, examples of prepositions and verbs and nouns and, and all of those um, that you can use, you know, that can give examples and wordplay. And you knowing how to use those words and picking those words, you know, to put in. And even our punctuation comes with this great little book with this little punctuation character and something small to read, to add to, you know. And those are just tools to go along with our core. But it's it's hands on and gives you multiple, you know, different ways to um, incorporate for all those the different learners, which I love. Yeah. Well, it definitely sounds like your curriculum and your methodology and everything is building lifelong readers and writers, yes. which, you know, the, the research shows that, you know, people, once they get out of school, they stop doing both really. And that's so sad to me. That, yeah. Writing, writing is we as humans, this is language is part of it's what makes us human, I believe. And, um, and 
And even if you're not going to go into a field that is um, writing oriented, you're still going to be writing. We write emails, we send text messages, we, you know, writing is part of our life, but I think it can be a part of our life that delights us. And, um, and that's, that's our hope. I remember, I remember back um, when I had the room full of middle school boys I was teaching. And I remember one of the boys, he, he had a little tiny epiphany. And he said, he said, Mrs. Bradberg, he said, I read six books this year. You've been my teacher for five years. I've read 30 books. Wow. And I said, yes. And do you know how many paragraphs you've written? Now do the math for that. If you're doing four paragraphs every week, you've also, you know, you've done a lot of writing too. And, and just that is a happy memory. That is a happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I know um, one of the things that makes me happy is, is like my own sons, my adult children um, are still reading and are still writing. And um, it, it just, it, it warms my heart. It's like, oh, I did something right. Yeah, you, you did. Know? Yeah, you I did. Yeah, mine, mine are still reading and, and writing and I receive letters, cards and but I think, um, but I think even, you know, the, the other level is telling stories, you know, just my, I think that when you read, you develop this fund of knowledge that helps you to have these connections like, oh, that reminds me of this. And that reminds me of this. And, and um, and you have story, you have stories of perseverance. I mean, reading biographies is really important because those are stories of people who did important things and lived important lives and their lives are reminding you that you also can live those lives. So the fund of knowledge that we get from reading and, you know, and the generosity that we give when we write. Every time I have a writing class, I start the class and I say, what's the most important, um, the most important thing about writing? And by the time a child has been with me for a while, they they know that they need to chime in and say, writing is a gift. Um, because that's what it is. It I love even just a little phrase. I'd rather have a little homemade phrase than a cookie any day, right? So. I love that. Definitely. It is. I know when I receive writing from students, I recognize it as they're sharing. It's like part of their soul. Yeah. And that is, it's an exchange of something so deep and appreciating that and, and understanding that and really teaching them that that is so powerful to be able to share something so important to them. It's, wow. it's amazing. It's genius, right? It is. It is. It, and yeah. And, and realizing genius and which is what I'm all about realizing genius, that realizing is that ability to, to share 
you know, mm -hmm. making it real and you can't make it real unless you can share. And in order to share it, you really have to have that, um, those language arts skills mm -hmm. down. And, and that's why it goes back to vulnerability, the vulnerability of the teacher and the vulnerability of the student. That's why, you know, what Claire said, you know, make a paradigm shift, let, let the checklist go and be vulnerable and, you know, and help your child develop an authentic original idea you will the fruit of that labor is enormous <laughs> that is awesome and, del and delicious <laughs> <laughs> oh that is awesome well is there any last thing that you'd like to share about um blackbird and i think one of the thing the last thing that i think i would like to share is um, we right now, uh, um, we've entered camp, uh, campfire season. So we are starting a new tradition this year and on the blog, um, we are, or I'm writing, Claire's writing, Sarah, my partner, we're all writing, um, blogs three a week. And this is the time of year when we, as you know, homeschoolers and teachers, we're entering the long stretch towards summer, right? And I think also just, you know, um, we are all jumping out of COVID and we're realizing, especially with language arts, that that, you know, we need to make some changes with the way that we approach this subject. So Campfire is an opportunity um, for, um, for our um, customers to really be encouraged and inspired. So we're trying to give a lot of tips and a lot of um, a lot of stories, um, just like we're sharing on the podcast today. So I thought, wow, this is perfect timing. Um, it's, um, we're all kind of, you know, we're geared up um, and we want to call this the season of inspiration. So lots of good things going on on the blog and on our social media. And we'd just love to, um, for you guys to check it out. Awesome. I will be sure and put those connections on our or in our show notes. So everyone who's listening, please check out the show notes at realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast. Um, and I will put links to your blog. I know you have some freebies on your website and definitely get that information about Campfire. So thank you so much. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.